Alrighty. Hi, everybody. This is A7X Fan Ben. I'm here with Creeps, and this is Pirate CSG Podcast episode number 47. How are you tonight, Creeps? Uh, I'm doing well. Yourself? I'm awesome. Very excited about stuff. How are you right doing? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. I can I can imagine. You've got a lot of stuff going on in your world. Yep. So when did you get into Pirate uh, CSG? How did you start? How did I start? Well, um, Pirates exactly was, uh, I'd always basically searched out games and I had gotten to a point where I was moving around a bit in the, in the country, which wasn't normal for me. Um, and I ran into a guy who knew the game kind of, I think he had picked it up pretty much right off the bat and he had introduced it to me and I had never heard of it. Um, didn't really know of whiz kids per se either. Um, and he just, we played it one night and I was intrigued. Um, I'm, and kind of looked into it. We played a couple more times. I bought a little bit into it. Uh, at that point, I think it was, uh, the thing that was easiest for me to get was Davy Jones. I think he was running revolution at the time. Um, and I know, okay. Um, Played it. He, then, of course, he kind of part. We parted ways with ways with him, or I parted ways with him. Uh, so I had some some stuff around, and I looked into it. And I was, uh, you know, I dabbled a little bit on my own. Um, played with uh, my daughter, and just you know, it kind of sat there for a while. Did another move. Uh, came to my current area, and again went tracked down the uh, game store and. I uh, was walking around, and it was a, probably a Saturday or somewhere thereabout, and it was kind of busy and lots of things going on. I was just seeing what they had available. It looked like a decent place for gaming. Um, they had another area that's it's a, a book exchange. I, I am not affiliated with them or any way, but, um, but yeah, I guess the book exchange um, went in. Uh, as I was walking, the uh, my manager came over to me, must have noticed, hey, this you know, he looks kind of wide-eyed and lost when he go talk to him. And we talked a little bit about my background, and I said, "And eh, there's this, and I noticed you have this um, this poster for uh, for uh, pirates." And he's like, "Yeah, yeah." I, like, I was kind of interested, and you know, you guys, you know, you, you guys sell much of it. And he's like, "Oh yeah, uh, we just had a uh, an event at 10 a.m. that you missed today." I'm like, "I'm sorry, what?" <laughs> and he's like, "Yeah, we had an event earlier today," and I was like, "Oh." <laughs> um, so. Yeah, so I kind of like went back, looked at what I had, um, arranged, you know, kind of came back in, made, you know, made sure I just what, what the events were and so on and so forth, and kind of went in. Um, and that was the first really competitive stuff. Well, yeah, well, event. I should that was the um, what's the what's the better word for it? Um, when a company they uh, drawn a blank, like sponsored or organized. Sponsored, organized play. Thank you. Yes, that was yeah. the first organized event. I, I mean, I'd played some D and D, but that was more, you know, just friends. Yeah. Um, we I played D and D at at places, and people kind of jumped in, but I didn't really think of that as organized because you know, you know, TSR or our Wizards of the Coast wasn't sponsoring it. Um. So and then you know, as with a lot of people, the game just you know kept growing and growing. Um, and I, it was nice to have that that introduction to a game like that i've kind of always been i was actually up and up until that point i was kind of against collectible formats yep and in a way i kind of am in a, in, in a way a way i'm still kind of against that, that format but i understand it completely when you're dealing with organized play and there is a, there is definitely a a draw to going in blind and just opening up you know maybe having an idea of what's available and formulating in your mind, oh, this would be nice or this would be nice. But then, you know, suddenly having something handed to you and having to work with it is really appealing. Um, so, yeah, nice. it's it's um, it's it's a, it's a good format for that type of for, for a competitive environment or for an organized environment. Yeah. Boosters are, you know, a good way to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah, it does make sense. Too. And I have dealt. Yeah. Um, and, you know, it's just. Um, but then it kind of it bled out a little bit. Well, after after the the transition um, from tops to 
uh, Mecca. Yeah. Um, the it just they, they we we the our privateer kept it up as best he could. Um, at that point, it, it got down to a lot. It, 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 there was there was some good surprise support. Um, actually, pretty uh, yeah. I mean, it, in the I think I maybe had played before the transition, like a year and a half, maybe two years tops. Um, and the price support came in a little bit. I think I remember at least two, two coming in and, you know, it's, it, uh, yeah, it, it, after the price support stopped, he did his, the best he could and it worked, you know, people loved opening, you know, cracks and packs and then everybody picks, you know, everybody gets to choose from what's available depending on. And of course he kept a couple, you know, LEs aside for like first, second or third or whatever. Yeah. Um, so it was, and then we were probably looking at maybe 16 people on a couple of, um, I think I remember there was one occasion when the, the manager who was actually, which was nice. He was a fan. Um, he actually, the, one of, one of the new sets came in. I forget which one exactly. He basically bought a, like a case or however many, probably a case. And he just said, well, these are mine and you guys come in and I'll we throw down. And, you know, I don't remember what the price was, but a small amount. And um, then well, there was some price, price support supported. But then everybody returned the ships at the end of the, the, end of the event. That one ended up being really big. I mean, people who weren't, I don't think, I think people who were coming in to play other games were like, what? Wait, I can play this game for like, you know, that much. And, and I get a possibility. For, oh, okay, sure. So like people, a couple of people shifted over from other games. And I don't remember how many ended up being in that one, but that was, I don't know. I mean, it, it, it couldn't have been a whole heck of a lot, but you know, probably not more than, yeah, yeah, somewhere there about, but it was, it was, it was fun. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's when, when you have a good, uh, good, good store and of someone who's actually able to set aside some time, you know, I mean, I think that he, our privateer got, you know, he basically got, was handed, not handed, he was given a bunch of price support and I'm assuming that he would probably have gotten a factory set, you know, just at least a factory set at some point if he showed that he was going to stick in here. In with it. Nice. Um, so he was probably getting pretty good stuff. I think he mentioned that. Yeah. They're, they're taking care of me. Mm-hmm. Um, Very nice. So, yep. It's just, it just went the way of a lot of games, which seems to be the yeah. case over time. Some games, dwindle and disappear some dwindle kind of fade away a little bit but then do their thing and then some just chug on chug on yeah you just kind of hope hope that you get the ones that chug on i guess yeah yeah exactly and i hope you're lucky to find the good ones with good good support and good pirates has a pretty deep community yeah yeah absolutely so i'm guessing you're more of a player than a collector then probably since you don't like the um you know i am and I'm, I just lost a little bit of volume on you, but um, no, I'm eh, I'm a little bit. I mean, I came into it playing, and you know, I mean, over time, you you want to get you're going to play regularly. You want to get good ships, of course. Um, so I did look at other. You know, I was uh, uh, that's when I started. Uh, yeah, I, collecting collecting stuff. Yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I, I collect. Sure, I, yeah, I'm a collector as well. I guess you can say. Um, but you know, you just yeah. The gaming is the most important part for stuff like that. For, and that's kind of where in the again the boosters and things like that. That that can be that's where it can be a negative. In that, if you just want if you have a good game, and you want to get the most out of it for your money, it's kind of hard if you're just actually buying into it and you're not actually getting the event type environment and that group environment and you're just buying and, you know, hoping, you know, either, well, especially like with boosters, if you're buying, you know, there's a good chance that you're going to be buying a lot of boosters before you you get that, those two or three ships or crew that you want. Yeah. So, and again, my, I'm not sure if it's on my side or on your side, but my volume is down here. I'm not hearing you very well. Okay. Yeah, you're cutting out a little bit, but it should be all right, I think. Um, 
What's okay. your favorite aspect um, of the game in general? Say again? What's your favorite aspect of the game in general? Favorite aspect? Oh, my. Um, if you it's, have it's, Okay, it's, it's non-linear. Um, uh, it's, yeah, it's just once you have everything set up in front of you and the game starts, you have, you know, a wide board, wide open board or map or whatever you want to consider it. And you can, you know, and when you maneuver within that space and you have obstacles to obstacles and goals, um, and then you have an opponent thrown in there, it's, you know, just, it's nice to be able to have that freedom of choice as to things to do. And, yeah. you know, pirates once within, within the, fleet that you have and within the layout of the map that's for that game um then you know after that you have freedom to do what you can do with with what you have and that's i think that's probably the favorite yeah yeah i agree with that i love how you can just sail wherever you want do whatever you want and you can be a player that just makes chaos and doesn't really try to get the most gold necessarily especially if you're a faction like the cursed sometimes that can be a lot of fun even if you're not trying all yeah, out and actually now, and oddly enough, I think this is, and I think you have actually mentioned this yourself, my, the strategy that I played probably most prevalently was um, I actually would go and I would build gunships and I wouldn't even worry about gold beyond, I'm going to go, I'm going to sink, and I'm going to hope that they have an odd number of treasure on there, on the vessel that I sink. Yep. And I'm going to blockade as best I can, if possible, their home island. Mm-hmm. And I played that on SOE, the um, Pirates Online version. Yep. I played that a couple times, and it really did not work. Because I was probably, well, I was definitely dealing with people who were, you know, top form there. Yep. Um, not saying that the people, I mean, well, not saying that the people that I was playing with at, at the book exchange weren't, some of them weren't really, really good. But when you when you have a twenty you know or a sixteen people playing, you know I was for a long time that person who was coming in and completely naive and you know it was just yeah and trying to figure out okay now oh I'm going to add this new particular crew okay that, this crew sounds interesting now how can I incorporate into what I know already yeah um, how did the how did the blockade strategy work because I've seen opponents not do well with that i don't know if you remember it working well well. and so so oddly enough so on the soe it it worked rarely but for me when i played it i every time i played it 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 succeeded i somehow in fact there i remember at least two games where you know a couple other a couple of the other people had finished their games and it was people standing around watching to see if this my opponent could make it back into their home island oh he's fast can he can he get around him and you know he's oh there's really you know blah 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 yep. somehow somewhere they made a mistake and ah. i was able to get him and it just boom and it's like okay end of game and it's like oh, okay yeah and they're like man and i'm like yeah i know that was <laughs> and, and for me you know it's just and i think i i think the reason that i kept playing it was because it kept working maybe um so nice. Yeah, that's interesting. So, yeah, it's, and that's that's and that's the, that's the nice thing about it is sometimes you know, it depends on the, the ability. Some of those abilities people look at and scoff, and a lot of them I did for. I'm like I never played. Excuse me, that's not true. Um, same action twice, and um, sack sack commanders. Yep. Or or extra action. Excuse me, extra actions. I I never re- that was. I don't know if it, it was played. I think occasionally. I never really, really looked at them because I never really appreciated them for some reason. Huh. Um, I played it uh, HMS Titan one time, and it did not, it did not go over well. When I once it came in, suddenly you know people knew what what it was, and I was like, "What?" And it's like, "Oh, it's that ship." And I'm like, "Okay," and I did, it did what it was. I, I, although, if I remember correctly, I think the one time that I tried to use it, it didn't work. And yeah. that, it was kind of like in, in, important to the game, um, huh. and I, but I think I ended up winning still. Yeah. Um, and it was that, and it's just like okay, and just just do the reception that it, it got. It's like okay, I'm not bringing extra action crews like that ever again. 
Yeah, that makes um, sense. Same action twice. Yeah. They put, such a tar- they put such a target on you, kind of like a 10-master, that immediately other players come after you a lot of times. Right, right. And I, and I think I did the same action twice. Um, oh, let's see. What was her name? Ooh, I heard that stuff in front of me. Uh, from from um, Spanish Maine. Calico Cat, the Same action twice. Yeah. Uh, characters. And, I, you know, it, I, again, I don't remember if it was, I didn't use I didn't use her again. I don't know if it was just the same kind of uh eh, this doesn't or if maybe it just if she didn't play into my game strategy as well as I thought it might have. But yeah, interesting. But even without that type of stuff, and that was kind of the environment, um, without those I, I remember Piranha talking on your previous podcast about how people, you know, which was a problem. People were doing same action twice. Okay, now I'm gonna do my extra action. Now I'm gonna do this particular thing. And then this, and if I remember correctly, wasn't there like a five action combination you could do or something like that if your rolls were right? Yeah, yeah, they, yeah, before they did the two action limit, you could string a lot together, do sack, regular, extra, same action twice. Yeah, yeah, it got ridiculous with some of the setups. Yeah. So I mean, you know, so it was it was a relief, and I think it may have been. I, mean, I, I remember there was a lot of conversation about that ruling i don't know if it had been you know for a long time or what but i remember that you know and the discussion about that not only at the at the game store but like online um yeah i think so, yeah. i think wolf said that the two action limit had been like a house rule or kind of like an understood rule for, for a long time i don't think it became official until the savage shores rule book at the end at least i don't at least i don't think so yeah it's definitely well, a good thing. Um, uh, actually, let me here look. Um, in Pirate Code, no, let's see. Oh, wait, I've found my little folder there. Tournament rules. Nice. Yeah, when, uh, sometimes when eight. I dealt with blockades, uh, when I broke them in the past in a few games, I was lucky because I had the, uh, the ability of Commander Temple on a few ships, like the uh, New Orleans or the Philadelphia, which allows you to uh, explore an enemy derelict, and then you can warp them back to your home island. Um, which is a right. great blockade breaker because then you've got all of a sudden you have two ships docked at your home island that don't actually have to sail into there physically um, past the blockade. Right. So that's a really good ability to have um, to bl- break blockades. I'm sorry, I'm kind of perusing this. Yeah, no, I can see keep if there's going. anything about. I'm... Yeah, that's all um, But yeah, it's yeah, and that's in, in gold running. Um, I remember there was one game that, or one event that the at the very end of it, the privateer actually commented that every uh, game had been won by um, demasting as opposed to um, bringing gold back. And he was just up until that point, he, that was not well. I mean, not that that had not occurred occasionally, but that he thought it was interesting that every game had been won by that tactic. Yeah. Um, going in and demest. Interesting. Yeah, a lot more fighting than gold running. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, and I and I was I'm sadly I have not made it quite to the end of the your your podcast with Peron, but he had mentioned something about some um, house rules about um, you know just changing the gold up as opposed and and you know we never went into anything like that. Um, there was a lot of talk about house rules and there was a, there was a campaign that which unfortunately i never participated in but there was actually they did have a campaign going um some of the players that had been playing prior to when i arrived and the privateer um and they had uh, it was a, a reoccurring and they would bring it back out and they would set things back up and it was it went on and on and wow. that's, it's, yeah it's that's nice to see I, that yeah that type of de- dedication yeah, that's one thing I haven't done with a campaign game is like take it down and set it back up. But I know Cat Captain Mike has done that um, in the past. I just like to leave things set up, but for that you need kind of like a dedicated room or table that you know won't be disturbed for long periods of time, which can be tricky, especially in a game store where you need you know table space every day or every weekend. So exactly. I, I have a hard enough time doing that in my own home. Yeah, <laughs> kind of like uh, I don't remember on the on the. Uh, Facebook forum. Someone mentioned about how he had carefully taken everything out of packs and not to scratch them and put them together, and later found them in the tub. And it's like, well, you know, hey, it, 
hey, they're they're attractive. <laughs> they're fun to look at. And get, where should a boat be, Dad? Shouldn't it be in the water. It's supposed to be in the water, right? And it's like, uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it's, it's it is it's it's tough to sometimes, and that's the unfortunate. It would be nice to have couple games going and have enough room to let them sit out and then when the people that are available uh, that are available are available which is yeah. i guess you the nice thing about online you do that on vessel mm-hmm. yeah what's your uh, favorite memory of the game or you could go plural if you've got a bunch of favorite memories that you can't pick from but oh memory hmm. i don't know if you yeah, remember I... your first pack for example something like that nostalgia no, just, um, I guess, okay, well, oddly enough, considering I don't know, I don't use Musketeers much, um, but the first game, I just, he said, he, the my opponent offered up True, and I'm like, oh, hey, Musketeer, that's so True him on, and, you know, and then s- trying to work that in, and suddenly realizing, you know, there's not a lot of situations where this is the play where I want to then you know fire pot specialists popping up yeah and and things like that it's like ah okay here's an alter um famous favorite memory uh pack um not, not can't say i mean well it's a sad one but when the the shift between the two companies um, a lot of product went in to storage and then was sold off. And on eBay, there was a lot of stuff that went up that, you know, people had bought lots of and they put a price on it and seeing, and again, it's a sad one, but seeing like a $40 factory set of uh, mysterious Island yeah. and saying, wow. Okay that takes care of that collection. So I don't need to worry about it. Um, and then, you know, just seeing some odds and ends like, Oh, okay. Wow. You know, if I just had the money, you know, and then just grabbing a few things here. I mean, I, there, there was a, a foam ish that just said whiz kids. It was probably something that went with, with one of the people somewhere. And when they set up shop, they set, set it off in the corner, kind of um, there were some foam, um, 3D uh, Star Wars pocket model displays that um, one of them is um, uh, what an at at that stands about uh, 14 inches tall, which is actually uh, actually still up in my in my gaming area. Uh, there, there's also a little uh, representation of an X-wing, which was from that same. Uh, the Star Wars pocket model. So getting that and being able to say, wow, this is something new and looking at and, and having seen the big, um, the ships there's on one of the Facebook forums or something, there's the ships of one of the Seattle based group. Yeah. Piranha mentioned something. Yeah. Well, no, that, he mentioned a different ship. My apologies. No, yeah, there's good. those big ships that apparently they took out in the park and let people play and seeing that and knowing then that, you know, Hey, there's all this stuff out here. And yeah, I think he mentioned that. It's like, you know, hey, he stumbles across Wids Kids products and he's like, wow, that looked cool. I wonder if, you know, hey, I, w- I, would, I would wish I could have been part of that. And then finding out there's, you know, there's more to it. Um, you know, finding things like the Zypods. It's like, he's like, wait, what? That's Zypods. What's this thing? Oh, I, you know, somehow some algorithm pointed me to Zypods. And I'm like, look at that. That's um, And then uh, Creepy Freak. And it's like, I'm looking at creepy freaks and it's like, this is interesting. I'm trying to figure it out now. Is this something that maybe I could, a game that I would be interested in? And okay, there you go. And then finding in a, oddly enough, and I do not do garage sales much, but finding a pack of somebody had gotten a bunch of creepy freaks and they it was still in a little box that they had made for it or a container. And I'm like, hey, creepy freaks. Okay, I'll grab this. And I bought it and I was able to, you know, kind of finalize it much more easily. And just that whole, you know, I guess finding whiz. Okay, there we go. Finding whiz kids, I guess. Yeah. Um, by way of what I would consider maybe one of their best games. Although Sorrow, 
um, the board game that they put out was actually is actually very good and still out there. But yeah, pirates. Is, yeah, well, you know, no, pirates is far away. My, yeah, I guess finding finding whiz kids. There you go, finding. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, do you have a? Do you remember any favorite fleets you used to use, or or if you have a favorite faction from back in the day? Uh, I was actually thinking about this earlier. Um, I I probably um, it ended up being American. I mean, I've throughout early on, of course, I was thinking, oh, it's got to be pirates because pirates has so much to work with. Um, but I I find myself uh, well, I, I Franklin. Um, one of the questions that was up at one of the your your site or on Facebook, um, well, it was your favorite ship or something, and I think the Franklin for some reason. Not exactly sure why. Um, really, I I, I try to I, yeah. Even, even if I see it, I'll, I'll watch it, and I'll you know if it's if it stays low, and or I'll I'll put a low bid in on it, and if somebody bids out me or outbids me, that's fine. Yes. Yeah, um, but and if and so so that's so America. I've, I use and then Franklin's uh, the uh, USS uh, Kettering nice. was was a a, a a miss for me uh there was a, a, a event that i participated in um that i ended up winning and the the thing the people that were standing around the table was well, of course he's going to take the zeus because apparently the privateer had a, a few zeuses because the zeus was usually available at each event as a as a um, price support um and it usually ended up whoever was winning bought you know got the zeus um and they're like, oh, he's going to, and at that time, I think he had just gotten in some new prize support. So I'm like, okay, I'll grab the Zeus. And the guy who got second got the USS uh, Kennery. And everybody was like, oh, hey, hey, and ooing and eyeing about it. I'm like, huh, what? And he's like, oh, yeah, it's a long ship. I'm like, what? What's a long ship? Yeah. And then they explained it to me, and it's like, oh, wow, okay. Um, <laughs> so... So yeah, and then so I think that maybe plays into it, and and I if I remember correctly, uh, since it was Revolution, that was my first, you know, the first set I probably played. So I would have to say, and I and I think I remember playing the U.S. faction. In the end, I'm probably lean. <laughs> I would, not that I don't try to, yeah, <laughs> um, ships or fleets. Um, yeah. The one that we played the other day, I like um, no. in that it has, I like ones, I, I like to incorporate like silver explorers. Nice. And yeah, that's very rare. plus two gold type things. Nice. Um, so, and then of course that means I'm going to be including things like Cannonball Gallo yeah. on, um, I think my, I think my Zeus, my Zeus has Cannonball Gallo. Uh, yeah, that makes sense to put him on a ten master because then he's more protected from boarding parties, and he probably won't get captured at least in a small game. Yeah, plus two gold is just underpriced. One of the best ways to win the game. Silver explorers are something I haven't really used much. Um, I don't really see silver used often. I feel like it's always just well, that, forgotten and that's about. the nice thing about. Yeah, that's the nice thing about it too. Is well, I mean, and using it is again it's just on one little thing one i'm and that kind of that meta play that he was talking about that uh that uh, piranha was talking about mm-hmm. uh in a sense i guess i try to you know i try to meta game um but i don't really i don't play a lot of competitive i i, I did play after pirates kind of went uh went by the wayside uh the privateer and some of those guys were playing Monster Apocalypse um, by Privateer Press. And I was going to stay away from it because, again, I did not want to get into a collectible situation. Um, but, you know, it's a good game. And I got into it. And um, it, you know, and then it kind of went away, which is unfortunate. Um, I did play a little bit of Hero Click uh, at the store at events. Um, and then, you know, other, other things like, uh, Arcane Legions by, I, I'm, I forget the publisher of that particular game. They ran a couple events for that. 
And, you know, I played a little bit of it. And that was nice in that when you bought something, you knew what you were buying. You bought an army pack. Yeah. And you basically had that army pack and you had a lot of stuff to work with. And you had a limited amount of number or limited amount of points to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, never got into Warhammer or anything like that, though. It's a good, you know, it's a good, I'm sure it's that type of tabletopping is fun. Yeah. Um, but that just, I never went that what route. That actually brings um, up an interesting so. question. Um, since you don't like the collectible aspect as much, you'd rather have like faction packs or something like that. Do you have like a preferred distribution method specifically for pirates that you've thought about or like fantasized about if the game came back? Like if you if you could have it any way um, in terms any of... Any way. Well, see, that's, they're, 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 therein lies the rub because in order to... Yeah. I would love to have that that organized play opportunity and uh-huh. it is really booster packs are really nice going in blind is there is something very fun about that yeah. and it's just it adds it adds to the fun factor in my uh-huh. um although if you get if you pull that one or those you know you get your handed three packs and you get you know, not good stuff and you're <laughs> like oh my yeah it's it kind of takes yeah so it's a double-edged sword i guess yeah um Pre the army's set up, being able to that you know that's a good. I've never really done that competitively, um, so you know I don't know how how I actually feel about that. Um, but uh, in order for if it was to release be released again, I think I would prefer that method myself. Yep. Um, in lieu of organized play, although I you know I'm hopefully maybe. There would be a way to do it with organized play. I think if I remember correctly, Piranha said that at some at one point he kind of went in and they or they came to him and you know, so what's going on? He's like, Well, you know, we're not we're not exactly or someone was not exactly sure how to distribute it. And it's like, well, you know, I can see that problem because it's you know, there's a lot of ways it could army packs, which I think would you consider the savage shores stuff? No, it was still kind of blind packs, wasn't it? Yeah, mostly yeah, it was still random, kind yeah. of blind. I mean, you could see the one ship uh, in the window, but that didn't really tell you a lot. So, uh, but if I remember correctly, when I bought them, they kind of they had them set up where the there were I don't remember how many cards, like 20, 25 cards in a little in a wrapper. Or, and if I remember correctly, a lot of the ones because I was at that point, I was lucky enough to be able enough money, and that came out. I just went ahead and get a case. Nice. And so, the, so they bought my local game store me up with the case and um so yeah that in the end i was able to make if i remember correctly that uh, although i was missing a couple deck plates for the um uh, 10 men so yeah. i did have to over town overtime scrounge whatever um so but yeah it was if it was whatever whatever the distribution they did there was getting there uh-huh. Um, if they could maybe have, if, if their intent maybe was to try to bundle stuff, you know, you know, together, then maybe you might want to let it, let people know what the groups are, but, uh-huh. um, but yeah, something like where you could get a couple ships and some decent crew and, you know, I guess faction. Yeah. Faction released was, or would be nice. So yeah. 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 I think faction packs make a lot of sense, especially cause, uh, with the booster packs, it's really hard to accumulate enough generic crew, especially captains and helmsmen, to run a faction fleet properly, uh, unless you allow generic crew to use their event abilities on any ship, which I like to do for new players. But it is kind of weird yeah, right, to yeah. pull a helmsman that's cursed. And no, not, they, not they, even they have a, you might not pull a cursed ship in the first five packs you open. So, yeah, kind of exactly. awkward sometimes. Yeah, that and that that did kind of come into play, um, but you know, if you have a good, if you have a good moderator, um, they they have ways like um, like the one our privateer basically had a house rule that if you did if you didn't draw any crew, you could basically proxy a, a common crew from his uh, his his set of stuff that he had. Yeah, in that's a good idea. Um, 
Yeah, I've done similar where I just give little pieces of paper that say captain and helmsman on them to new players because I know they're not going to get what they need to compete at any adequate level. Not that it's competitive with like new players, but still, you know, I don't really, I don't enjoy dumbing down my own fleets um, just be, just because I'm playing new players that only have a few packs. So, and of course I've given stuff away to new people too to get them started, but I like just having, I like people to basically have unlimited generic crew available for every fleet they build. Um, Cause I think it just makes more sense and um, having a limited collection can actually dampen, at least in my opinion, their experience with the game. So I like to set them up with quite a lot right out of the get-go, even if it's just little pieces of paper and not the actual crew chips. Because it's so much easier to proxy those than an actual ship. Like, if you don't have HMS Titan, pretending, you know, a French 5 Master as HMS Titan is not as much fun. But then if you've got a piece of paper that says Captain on it for three points, that's uh, a lot easier to proxy. So. And 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 then and then along when you were talking about that, you were asking about some of my favorite moments. Another another favorite moment was after I did get a Zeus, the like time, and that was and, and that was I did get a couple of them. Um, nice. At some point, if I have, yeah, it, they dried dried up and all, but um, but after I think it was maybe the second one, and people were like, you know, talking about you know when are you going to bring it? When are you going to bring it? I'm like, what? It's like when are you going to bring the Zeus? talking about it's like well you know it was constructed explosions of constructed and i'm like okay come on and i'm like all right so then what and i brought a zeus to an event and that just having that that little bit of notoriety i guess was kind of i think it was more about the zeus than me but it was still it's like come on you got two of them come on bring it yeah <laughs> like all right yeah that re that reminds me of being a kid and like the you know the kids um, one kid might have a better Pokemon or Yu-Gi-Oh card than another that everybody else had, or they might have something that people don't have because of rarity. And then, and yeah, the same thing would happen. They would get notoriety because of that rather than, you know, because they were good players, things like that. So uh, I do remember that from my childhood a little bit. Yep. Regardless of the game, especially for collectible games. Any uh, memorable game moments that you remember from your playing days? Like if there's a crazy come from behind win or like some wild ramming and boarding game stuff like that. Um, probably. Um, a, a good one. A good one would be uh, uh was a um, a sealed event. Fire and steel, getting a switchblade. And I was not a huge RAM board person. I mean, occasionally I would use a RAM if I, I saw, hey, if I RAM and then I use the cannon, I might be able to blah, blah, blah. Um, but then just going and saying, okay, well, wait, switchblade, um, I'm going to be RAMing as best I can, blah, blah, blah. And then, you know, and hitting, hitting, being able to RAM two ships simultaneously and the carnage that ensued. And um, that was fun. Yeah. Um, yeah, switchblades are amazing. Having saying, go ahead. Sorry, go ahead. No, I was just saying, switchblades are amazing. They are they almost always enhance the games I play, even though I'm not usually a fan of that kind of the pokey ships. I don't like as much, but switchblades are my favorite because they they almost always make the game more fun. But yeah, you go. Yeah. Ahead. Um, and then a, a sad one would be a, like a a bad one for me would be like a rules, and I should have at that time. Sadly, at this again. Um, Pirates CSG was my first organized play, uh, and I wasn't, you know, I I wasn't quite into the whole what organized play was about, and I should have said, you know, um, um, judge, <laughs> judge, come here, please. Uh, it was like the last game, and I forget the gentleman's. He was actually pretty good, and it was I throughout I there was yeah I it just I was concerned about him, and it was the last game, and it was for the for the win. And he went to do a broadside. And I was kind of like broadside, okay? And I just didn't know exactly what it was. And he went ahead and did it, and he missed. And then I ended up winning. But then I come to find out later that broadside is an ability, so he shouldn't have been able to attempt it anyway. And if I had, you know, if I had known it and been able to call it and say, judge, judge, have him, have him come over and say, no, no, I can't do it. 
he might have actually been able to win. Yeah. Um, so that one really sticks out in my mind. That one, as far as when I think about going down there and yeah. So um, yeah, and then of similar. course you know yeah. um, having kid just you know do everything and get a game in and use things and watching stuff that come together and watching them realize how it comes together and then yeah. you know winning joy haha except. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, that must be fun to watch. That's really cool. I know. I wish I could have a time capsule and like watch myself play my first game a while back. But yeah, yeah, I I, I agreed. I wish I could have. I could be sitting in that with up across the table. Yeah, yeah. How does this work again? (laughs) (laughs) This this musketeer. Now how do I? Now I'm going to get this musketeer doing something. What do I do with him? Yeah, (laughs) you got to get the ship up here. Okay, now how do I do that again? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know there's so much I know people I mean it is it started off as a beer and pretzels game as they say, but uh but the rules can be kind of complicated, at least for non board gamers getting started with it. You know, looking at the rule book, there's a ton of tiny text and there's just a lot of rules to to try to memorize. So yeah, it can be complicated yeah. to start out with. Yeah, and, and and unfortunately that was um uh on Board Game Geek, uh, one of the podcasters, no, excuse me, bloggers, uh, Dice Tower, um, Tom Vassell and Lee Garcia, and I'm forgetting my apologies, sir. Forgot the last day's name. I'll, I'll remember it later. Um, and they do break breakdowns of games, and they do top ten lists and things. And unfortunately, they, they did a top ten worst games of, in their mind. And Z mentioned pirate and i think his thing that i've noticed that a lot of other people have a problem with was that since the rules were kind of spread out and you actually had to track them down to get an overall complete understanding of the rules it would just a lot of the stuff the card well okay the cards over when you have cards card abilities overriding the the rule set yeah then you start getting into, and I, this is an unfortunate thing that I'm sure I don't design games, but I'm sure this is the problem that a lot of people deal with is you make situations or see, and I think Piranha brought that up. Yeah. And then you have to amend or you have to try to bring something in, alleviate that, and then you start getting creep, you get power creep. Yeah. And so, yeah. Um, yeah, one thing that I has have disliked is how the the keywords are spread out as well. Each uh, complete game rule set only has the keywords for that set. So if you're using a turtle ship, but you're playing a game, you know somebody else only has the Revolution rule book. You have to yank out your SCS or uh, OE, I guess, rule book and tell them what the turtle ship does because they might not have it in their rule book. So it almost looks like it's not legitimate, <laughs> which is too bad. So. Yeah. And that was, and then that's why I actually have my little, I went and, um, it's got the, it's got some of the old, actually, my, I found out there's some WizKids stuff here, and it's from Wolf, uh, what do we got here, thread is, what does a treasure ship do, of course, Wolf replies, and then his, and I think this was the thread that he, that people directed him to, people, and then what is it dated, it's, uh, is it? His join date. Well, it looks like it's about, oh, here we go, 2008. So, March of 2008. Nice. And so I printed that up and I would carry those to me or with me for a while. And that was my set for a while when I went to the the book exchange. And then over, over time, some more stuff came out. And then actually there was some, here's another 2008. Uh, competitive tournament rules. So, WizKids organized play. So, this must still be from the WizKids site. Oh, yep, WizKids 2000. Nice. And we got a pirate code. Yeah, I printed and out a bunch so... of stuff too. Yeah, the master keyword list is super useful because then you do have all the keywords in one place, which is great. And yeah, some of the old WizKids what... site is still available on the on the archive.org site, the internet archive. You can find some of the WizKids stuff. Almost none of the forums is like yeah. visible, but 
you can kind of do a kind of a time capsule back yeah, to the I keep, last I, decade. I keep catching myself going some of the files that I uh, I pulled off of miniature trading uh, before before they went dark. Um, yeah. I keep going and looking at them, and I was like, okay, now what does this shit do again? I'm about to go up and press and t- touch on it. It's like, oh, yeah, I, that doesn't work anymore, does it? Yes, yeah, the picture, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, you know, and I and I feel, you know, I, I feel somewhat partially responsible for for miniature trading disappearing. I mean, when I when I first found it, after, I think I first started going there while WizKids still had their stuff up because I like the feature. Yeah, um, it was nice to be able to build fleets there. Um, I, I built them, but then I usually put them down on paper. I never really saved them in the archive. Um, and then after things went away, it's like, well, this is a nice place to store stuff. Um, so it's, and then, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm not exactly sure I was going with that. Um, but yeah, this just, and oh, oh yeah. Yeah. Um, and then, so I actually did throw some money at them for a while when I was actually in a position, it's like, okay, I've got some disposable income. So I was actually um, you know, throw a little bit of money at uh, National Public Radio and throw a little money of money at miniature trading, so on and so forth. Nice. Um, and then the, there were the the uh, the tournament. What were the not tournament challenges? The build chat. What was it? Oh, what fleet. Was, what fleet were the challenges that were on? Would say fleet challenges, right? Yeah. And at one point, I actually I was actually picked as the as the fleet for that particular challenge. And it was kind of the under, understanding that when you, when that was the ha- when that happened, you would make the next fleet challenge. And sadly life stepped in. And that if, if I had had my wits about me, I would, I would have probably like posted, Oh, my apologies. Can I, you know, pass it on to whoever the next person. Yeah. Um, but I just kind of went, I just appeared, which is I, my apologies to anyone and everyone for that. Um, and you know, and the worst part about it is, I had an idea. I had the fleet. Um, I think my problem also is that I am more of a pen and pen, pen and paper guy. Um, yeah. And keyboards and I do not get along. Which was one of my things about miniature trading was I liked putting fleets up. And when I did, I didn't necessarily want to have to explain myself and yeah. explain what it was about. You know, I, I do that sure. Sometimes. I would. I would maybe say, hey, you know, so on and so. And I would, for me, it would be more like doing a role play type thing. And do a in the comments, you know, yar so and so does yar, and and, <laughs> and be done with it, and then move on. But then people would start like saying, "Oh, okay, now what does this do?" Or what you know, why why this ship when you could have that ship, oh, uh, which is a little bit less and does pretty much the same thing. And you're like, yeah. I don't want to necessarily expect myself. I just have to, you know. And and sadly for some people, that was, you know, you pull something from a pack, and no, I'm sorry, I don't have an opportunity to run that other ship. Exactly. So, yeah. I had that issue for and, a while and I, and when I first just, started making fleets on miniature trading too. Because a lot of times you want to make stuff from, from your personal collection and you might only have a hundred ships out of the thousand that exist and you just can't really help it. So I've had the same thing. Yep. Yeah, and, I, and I I did have a couple locked ones. In fact, like the in fact the fleet that was supposed to be the the great unknown, um, which was gonna be the one I was gonna run for the for the fleet challenge. Yeah. Um I had locked. And, you know, you don't want to have them locked, but I had a couple of them locked because, you know, I wanted them there and I would love to have shared them. Um, but I just didn't want to have to go through the whole ex- explanation as to what I was going to do with it. So, yeah. Yep. That's kind of as, as far as forums are concerned. Although well, if something does come up, um, you know, I will spend some time like uh, one of the other forums um, for Monster Apocalypse. Uh, there's a uh group called team covenant i think they're still around i think they're basically like store owners and they they were very big into monster apocalypse like they were the hey we're going to do tutorials and things for it for a long time and one of the guys had mentioned you know uh the shadow sun syndicate and he was tired of he was really upset because there was one uh zor max was it was a limited edition you basically got it as a price support that was kind of overpowered and when as soon as people got them, they would run Shadow Sun because, of course, you want to run the Shadow Sun. And so he was like, "Oh, I hate when you know." It's just he was kind of yeah that whole if you run Shadow Sun, you're you're an evil, terrible person. Ha ha ha! You. And for me, I was like kind of 
well, I shifted into Monster Apocalypse. That was the next game I went into kind of competitively okay. yep. or, or organized. And I, the other factions, or I think there were like six or eight of them, were, you know, dinosaurs and, and gorillas and cool space aliens. And then you had these guys who were kind of blue and kind of was not kaiju or whatever, whatever. Um, and everybody was kind of, oh, look at the little blue guys in their pink tutus. And that was kind of like, well, nobody else wants that stuff, so I guess I should be able to get stuff pretty easily for trade. So I went that route. And then, so that was when the, the first series came out. And then the next series came out, and Shadow Sun got a couple pieces that were better. And I started actually being able to, which was nice, because when I was not playing competitively, I was able to figure out how these Shadow Sun guys work. But then the next series came out, and they actually had some good, um, what was it, the katanas were little things on the ground. Or I maybe that was the third one. Um, and I was actually starting to, to actually hold my own. And then, you know, Zora Maxim came out and the third set, some, I don't remember what it was, but it was overpowered. And just like suddenly Shadow Sun was like the, the end all be all. And he was like, you know, yeah. slapping people around for that. It's like, well, you know, I, I can remember being poked fun at with little pink tutus and things. And, you know, <laughs> you kind of may, and, and so. Yeah. So yeah, so kind of goes to the of, uh, things, and it reminds it's, me of the Banshee's Cry or something. Uh, Some of the overpowered ships from Pirates. Something just comes along, yeah, and if just you have blows it. other stuff out of the water. But if you have it, and you need, and you've only got that point and two or three or whatever you have, and it's like, well, you know, I could throw them. In. Oh yeah, yeah, throw them at the end. That makes sense. Yeah. And while you're at it, yeah. might as well throw the Hag of Tortuga on. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, of course. <laughs> Anything else you want to give a shout out to? Before we end it, uh, I don't know. Uh, do miniature trading, Pogo, Hero Clicks. Nice. Uh, yeah, I mean, I kind of, yeah, I basically started off doing miniature, uh, uh, excuse me, uh, military simulation board games. And, yeah. you know, ones like uh, Avalon Hills, Blitzkrieg are probably my favorite, again, because it's a big open map. And you can move it around, and you can defend in one area, and uh, so um, that's kind of. And I kind of got into oh balloons, balloons. We forgot about balloons. Um, no, never mind. I'm not going to talk about how the possibilities of putting balloons into the. That's uh, that's a little. Um, <laughs> covered that. Covered that. Uh, yeah, I think we're good. Awesome. I mean, I'd like to, again started off with military board games. Got into D and D for a while. Um, I mean, my family has always done games. Uh, if you ever have a, a good a good uh, game, is Pit nice and nice and loud. I can remember as a kid, uh, you basically are trading commodities and you're talking and you have cards in your hand and you're trying to get five of whatever or four of whatever, and you're trading and you, but you can't tell what you're trading, so you're just saying two 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 two, and somebody else gives okay. you two. Yeah. Um, no, All right. that's, that's a good memory as a family family games. Yeah. Um nice. D&D kind of got me where that type of stuff. Um uh, card games, Monster Apocalypse, Hero Clicks, Arcane Legions, Pokemon. Shout out to Pokemon. Yeah. I guess. Magic again. Another one of those ones where it would it would be nice if you could just say, "Okay, I want to play black" and then be able to play black and that it's yeah, I would go more into magic, but then it gets collectible, and you can't really do it and and be happy. I think, in my opinion, yeah, that opinion, makes sense. Unless you have, yeah. unless you have unlimited funds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I feel the same way. Yep. Yeah, it sounds familiar without a doubt. Yeah, thanks Which for is nice about, Yeah, and uh, we'll be back uh, maybe tomorrow with another podcast. Uh, myself and Xerox, hopefully. <laughs>